Welcome to 5-Minute Feng Shui with me, Candice, where I'll teach you Feng Shui from a classical perspective, taking out the myth and superstition. I'll also come to you with Folklore Friday, which teaches you a little bit of the folklore, fun, history, and weird side of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. To support the channel, be sure to subscribe and leave a review and share with your family and friends. Hey guys, continuing on the topic and the um, theme, I suppose, of the ghost month. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Yin Shan sect and the Taoist ghost keeping. Alright guys, back to my favorite website, taoistsorcery.blogspot.com. Of course, I love this website. So I love digging through and I love finding really cool stories because they just have the neatest stories that you probably would have never heard. So they have a story about a sect of practitioners, these sorcerers, these magicians called the Yin Shan sect. And they were of this ancient sect from Fujian province. And they um, spread the sorcery throughout uh, the use of Southeast Asia and Taiwan, where it still continues today. And Taoist sorcery sects, it says they're actually divided into three groups. So the first group only focuses on seeking help from deities and spiritual soldiers from the heavenly realms. The group's motto is to only do good and not do evil. The second group seeks help from deities and spiritual soldiers from the heavens, hells, and earth. So this group can do good and also can do a little bit of evil. This group is a little bit of an offshoot and is actually called the Mao Shan sect. The third group only relies on seeking help from deities, demons, and spiritual soldiers from the hell realms, and these wandering spirits are the hungry ghosts, as sometimes they're called. The group will use negative spiritual forces to do good, um, but it's said that the specialty of this group is actually use their sorcery magic to attack and seek revenge on one's enemies. Using spiritual forces for negative and fast results can be powerful, and the Yin Chan sect actually belongs to this group. Usually, what happens with these Yin Chan sect is that they worship these main deities and they call upon these spiritual powers during rituals to empower their talismans. And the main talismans they actually use is one depicting a person or a deity, I suppose, called the Ghost King. In the Yin Chan sect, the spiritual entities that are summoned to do work will always be spiritual soldiers from the hells or negative realms, or the five ghosts from the five directions, and also wandering spirits that are um, kept here on earth through ghost-keeping rituals as spiritual servants. It does note here that the Yin Chan sect altar placement is actually very unique because they do not place the altars for these ghosts or for these spirits on the ground, I'm sorry, elevated above the ground. They're always touching the ground. So it says that the reason for this is because the deities and spiritual soldiers or demons, as they're called, come up from the underground instead of coming from the heavens. And one thing I do want to note is that the Asians have a very different view of the hells. And so it's their version of hell. It's a lot like Dante's Inferno, where there's different levels of hell. And hell is actually not even a place where bad people go. You know, they may go to a different realm. But from my understanding, these hells are just different levels of some sort of 
hold that you actually, you know, just kind of hang out with a purgatory of sorts until you can move on. So everybody actually goes to these um, layers of hell. It also notes that one of the main things that this Yin Chan sect actually kind of focuses on is, you know, they, they have a few different, a different um, focuses in their practice. And so the first one is, of course, about relationships, right? If a lot of people, they go to maybe a practitioner and they want someone to fall in love with them. So that's one of the things they actually can do. Another thing they can do is separate couples. So it says that can actually make couples quarrel and not get along. And that's called separation magic. To me, I think that has too much bad juju and I don't want to mess with anybody's relationship nor actually control ghosts. So um, the third thing they're said to do is something called five ghost disturbs enemy. And this is actually a little bit disturbing. It said that if you place a sigil or one of these Taoist um, talismans depicting the five ghosts and you do this ritual and you actually just put this talisman in somebody's yard, that they will have a terrible, terrible time. So again, that's up to you, but I don't um, think the, uh, the karma or juju or what you get back will probably be worth what you have done to somebody else. So I say just to leave people alone. <laughs> um, number four is called soul calling magic. It actually makes somebody go crazy and it's used as a revenge or an enemy attack. Number five is called soul locking magic. It's confusion of the mind, mental deterioration, and um, a deterioration of your environment. So it, you actually will be unsuccessful in a lot of different things. And that's one of the things the five ghost um, disturbs enemy can create. Number six, it says it's called drive the soul magic. It's confusion of mind. You actually become crazy and you talk to yourself. Your body feels like it's on fire and you may even be suicidal or have an accidental death. Number seven is called throat locking magic and it actually makes somebody mute that cannot speak. So it's said to punish colleagues and enemies who badmouth you behind your back. Number eight says to, it's to lure a person back who left home. So it makes a person miss home and they come back to the, you know, the home by themselves without you having to actually say anything. Number nine is of course, wealth bringing in magic, um, business success, and it's supposed to help you get customers and strike the lottery, but guys, so can feng shui. So let's, I would rather do some uh, positive energy things than try to control something that you have to force, right? Um, number 10 is ghost catching and number 11 is ghost keeping. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. One other thing I wanted to note is that it's believed that when a person passes away, that if they die a natural death, and of course, especially if there's an accident in Taoist um, view, that they really believe that the person keeps coming back and that spot will remain haunted. And this is where some of these ghost keeping skills come in, I suppose. So uh, it's said that a Taoist practitioner will actually be able to kind of clear the area of this um, bad energy and they can do a spiritual cleansing. You know, there'll be a ritual done and they can actually do something where they can, instead of sending the spirit away, they'll actually keep the spirit to do the bidding for them. Especially if they're a bad spirit, they will force them to do good, which is, I think is pretty cool. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's Folklore Friday. Don't forget to check out my website at fengshuibaycandice.com if you want to take advantage of any of the, of course, offers that I have, or just check out and learn a little bit more about 
Feng Shui, and Chinese Metaphysics. I'll catch you guys next week for Tip Tuesday.